Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about connection. This is really how you know where you are. If you are seeking more connection, well, then you're living in your authentic space. You're living aligned with who you truly are, and you're feeling good. Feeling good will always help you seek more connection to the people around you, to everything in reality, to whatever you're doing, to your interests and passions and all that stuff. That's the basis of this idea of alignment. You're connected to the perspective of your inner self, and you're looking at things from the higher perspective and yourself and all that. When you are feeling bad, you will naturally want to disconnect. If you ever got in a fight with somebody, you naturally want to like leave the room or make them different or whatever that is. And so in this episode, Joshua talks about connection and all the questions revolve around connection too. It's very interesting, and I hope you really enjoy it. Before we start, please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends and leave a review. The reviews really help the most. That'd be great if you can do that. And if you want to check out some more Joshua stuff, please go to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. There's a seven-day course you can take there. There's free meditations. There's the new neutrality meditation. Uh, there's the audiobook, A Perception of Reality. A lot of great stuff, a lot of free stuff there too. So check that out. And let's get ready for the show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hello. Hi, Joshua. Hi. So there's a theme going on. There's a theme going on in this physical reality. And the general theme of this entire thing that you're doing in physical reality, the theme is that you come from this idea of separation. Where'd you get that idea from? Who knows? And you move towards this idea of connection. That connection idea is the truth of this reality, of all realities. You are connected. You are all one. You're one with all that is. You are one with source. You're one with your inner selves. You're one with all the consciousness of your inner selves. You're one with your neighbors, your friends, your family. You are one. Well, the separation part causes you to believe you're an individual separate from everyone else. And so when you're going through your daily life, if you're feeling good and having fun and having conversations and everything seems to be going right for you, you feel connected. That is the feeling of that. The joy is connection. All the fun, exciting, interesting emotions above that emotional horizon line, that's all to do with connection. Anytime you think you're a victim, anytime you feel negative emotion, anytime you move away from the perspective that your inner self is holding on your life and you and everyone else, well, you're perceiving disconnection. You're perceiving separation. So separation is fear. Separation is anguished. It's discontentment. It's dissatisfaction. It's suffering. All of that is in disconnection. You want to stop your depression? You move from disconnection to connection. Well, how do you do that? How do you move from suffering and fear and disillusionment, dissatisfaction and disconnection in general? You see, when you're feeling like a victim, you want to disconnect. That's the urge that's going to come to you. These are the thoughts that humans have been thinking for years. I am not part of this group. I could be kicked out of this group. I could be abandoned. No one loves me. No one cares about me. No one thinks I'm special. No one thinks I'm worthy. No one is really paying any attention to me. No one cares about me. That is all disconnection. Well, those thoughts that come to you from that perception of yourself are the thoughts that humans have been thinking, and you are just connected to that stream of thought. So you think you're disconnected, but where's that stream of thought coming from? You're connected to a stream of thought that is based on that perspective. Shift that perspective, and you connect to a different stream of thought. In fact, if you shifted your perspective to the idea that you're the creator of your reality, you couldn't access those thoughts because it's a different perspective. You're always connected to the stream of thoughts that resonate with that perspective that you hold on yourself. How you see yourself in your reality is your perspective or your vibration, and that vibration connects you to a stream of thought that resonates or equals that vibration or that perspective plus the entire reality that resonates with the vibration of that perspective. Does that make sense? If you're feeling bad, if you're perceiving your reality from a limited perspective, thinking you're a victim, thinking things are going wrong, thinking you should improve, thinking things should be different than they are, wishing, hoping, all that victim mentality is connected to a reality and a stream of thought and a vibration that reflects that back to you. As soon as you raise your perspective, you opt out of that reality or that stream of consciousness into a stream of consciousness that is less limited. 
if you had the exact same perspective on you in your life that your inner self does, you would be literally limitless. There would be no limitations. In fact, there would be no stream of thought that humans had thought before in that consciousness. It would simply be non-consciousness stream of thoughts. Well, what are the stream of thoughts in non-consciousness? Love, joy, appreciation, gratitude, satisfaction, interest, curiosity, all of those thoughts that are available to those of the non-physical without this aspect of fear would be available to you if you had the same perspective as your inner self. All the thoughts that humans have been thinking for eons and eons and eons in survival mode, in victim mode, are available to you when you dip your perspective. Well, you try and hold your perspective for so long and you try and think things are working out for you and you see manifestation events as good things and you perceive yourself as a creator of your reality and you are seeking interesting information, you're following your curiosity and your passions and your interests, you are looking at others who might be in more fear and understanding that they're just going through what they're going through. You're seeing things from this higher perspective and you access higher perspective thoughts. But something happens and you judge it and you feel a bit of fear and a limiting belief is triggered. And in the triggering of that limiting belief, you create separation. The separation is accompanied by what you call a negative emotion, simply letting you know that your perspective now, that's now limited, is not aligned with who you are. That's all it is. It's not aligned with who you are. And you feel what you call negative emotion. Well, there's nothing wrong with this at all because you want to know when you are choosing a limited perspective and when you're choosing a higher perspective. This is the beauty of emotions. You want to feel all the emotions. You want to know why you're in a funk, why you're in a depression, why you're not satisfied with how your life is going, why you are regretting or resenting the past or worrying about the future. You want to know this. And so you know it because you are connected to a stream of thought that is bringing in what you would call negative thoughts or disempowering thoughts or limited thoughts. But as soon as you realize what's happening, you can say, oh no, that's just a belief system. Let's look at that belief. Let's prove it's not true. Let's find evidence to prove it's false. We can do this work now. We have all these tools already. We know exactly how to do it. And you may get back there to a higher perspective in a week, in a day, or a few hours. But we say, see where you are now. See why you're having that negative emotion. Feel that negative emotion. Don't see it as bad. Just see it as an indicator of a perspective that is not true. It is not bad to occasionally think of yourself as a victim. Not bad at all. You don't have to get out of it right away. You don't have to think you're doing a bad job if you're in negative emotion. You're driving around and you're in your day and someone cuts you off and you say something or honk your horn or wish that person was different than they are. That's fine. That's going to happen. It's going to happen all the time. You're not bad or wrong for dipping your perspective, but you can feel how that feels to you and you can know instantly, okay, this is just guidance. That's all it is. It's just allowing me to know when I'm not aligned with who I truly am, when I'm not perceiving reality as I truly am. And then you can move. You can make that movement. You can do the processing of the limiting belief. You can see things from another perspective. You can do all the things, but you don't have to do it right away. It is not required that you change right away. Because what's going to happen is if you get used to dipping down and then shooting yourself up intellectually, you're not really doing the process. Gary does this all the time. He's very intellectual and he knows this stuff inside and out and he wants to be a good example and he doesn't want to be one of those people that is feeling sorry for himself. But now he's taking that a little further and he's saying, I'm not going to try and hide the fact that I feel negative emotion at this time. I'm not going to try and be someone I'm really not just to make it look like I'm doing this work properly. I'm going to feel that negative emotion and I'm going to understand what it is that's bringing me down. Understand that limiting belief. Think about it a little bit more and then come to a place where he can appreciate the event and he can even laugh at his own foibles in this case. 
nothing serious is happening here. You do not have to do anything other than what you're doing. What you're doing is always perfect, always. Every experience you have is always perfectly created for you. Nothing bad could ever happen to you. Anything that happens to you is a gift. Every single thing is a gift. You will expand. You will raise your perspective. You will do everything you need to do. There's nothing you have to do differently than what you are doing. What you want to do is simply be more aware of when you're feeling emotion and what the emotion is actually telling you. If you can just be a little bit more aware of that without trying to sweep it under the rug or think that you should be different than you are, then you will be able to enhance your feelings of everything. Now, when you enhance the feelings of something that feels bad to you, when you sit in that negative emotion, when you tie it to a limiting belief and understand this is natural, anyone with this limiting belief would feel exactly the same way. Anyone with this emotional sensitivity would feel terrible in this event. This is not wrong or bad. Anyone who had that experience would likely dip their perspective. But what is the experience really telling them? And what is that emotion really? It is not a negative emotion. It is part of why you came to physical reality, to feel. It is simply a feeling, and that feeling is not available in non-physical. You think it's a bad feeling, it is not a bad feeling. It's just been labeled as a bad feeling, and you're accustomed to an appropriate response based in whatever you judge is happening in your reality. Now, if you can feel deeply the negative emotion, what's going to happen is when you recover, when you think about it, when you understand that it's natural and normal, given the limiting belief system that you have right now, and that you are expanding out of that belief system into a more empowering belief system, you will slingshot to positive emotion. The more you can feel the negative emotion, the more you'll be able to feel the positive emotion. Now, imagine feeling true appreciation, true gratitude, true joy at the simple things in life. You don't have to wait for the house to close or the job to get or the mate to come into your life. You can feel intense joy in simple everyday action. Because when you return to the non-physical, you will look back on your life and you will say, every experience could have been highly joyful, all of them. But you get used to things and you don't consider them spectacular or magnificent. But every experience is magnificent. And when you can start living in the magnificence of every moment, well, then you can raise the intensity of the positive emotions that you're feeling as well. The joy, the love, the connection, this is what brings you when you realize that that negative emotion comes because you are connected. The positive emotion comes because you are connected. You've never been disconnected. It's all about connection. With that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I have a question, Joshua. Serena. Hello. Um, I just want to thank you for what you just said. It just perfectly articulates something that happened to me. I've gone through that exact process and... On the last podcast, you talked about being in a car accident and seeing everything as good. <clears throat> well, that happened to me last weekend. And I instantly knew that this was all for me. And I managed to hold that perspective throughout the whole accident. And I could see how everything was working out. Everything was good. Everything was going smoothly. I got a lot from it. Um, totally grateful for, I could see every second of how it works I could see the system in action and, and it was perfect and, and then as you say I judged something slightly and I really dipped down really really low and it brought up these intense fears that I, I've, I've, I've understood now and I did exactly what you just said I sat with the fear um, and I had this experience of just then feel, when I sat with the fear just feeling completely neutral. Like I could observe it, but I had absolutely no uh, interpretation of it at all. And, and I keep doing this in and out, up and down, and this slingshotting, as you've just said. And I think, I think what's, 
what I'm struggling with or what I'm a bit confused about is I keep coming back to this oh you're just kidding yourself you know you, you're actually just trying to fool yourself that you think these like you've just said about being intellectual that you think these things but you don't actually believe them really and it, it's it's that it's that's coming back to me all the time I just wondered if you could help me a bit with that within every human being is a primary core belief that you are not the creator of your reality. This is set up by design in physical reality. You have to eat, you have to breathe, you have to drink water, you have to go to sleep, you have to do all these things to survive. If you don't take care of yourself, you are not going to survive. So the only thing you can do is keep your head down and make sure you're getting food and water and air and sleep. If you understand that, that is all being given to you. It is no difference than in a non-physical realm where there is no need to eat, drink, sleep, or breathe. You perceive that you have to do these things to survive, to protect yourself. This is the impetus for growth and expansion in this physical reality of Earth. You can't sit still. You have to be going, you have to be working, you have to be making sure you get money so you can buy groceries and pay your rent. You have to make sure you have insurance. You have to make sure that when there's a hurricane coming or a storm or an earthquake or a volcano that you have to protect yourself. This is all a distraction. It's all there by design. Now, you will notice that when you get to a state of being where you are incorporating ideas that on face value, seem to contradict every single belief that you have, everything you've been taught. They contradict this core limiting belief that you're not the creator of your reality. It has to say you are the creator of your reality. So that means that everything that you've learned to protect yourself, every part of control has always been an illusion, has always been false. Well, for human beings, you have a rigid belief system, a perception of reality that is created to keep you alive, to protect yourself, to control that which is uncontrollable. And then we come along and others come along and say, there is no way you could control anything. There is no possibility of any control whatsoever, that all control is an illusion. All controls based in fear. If you had no fear, as in the non-physical, you would naturally not want to control anything. You would simply trust that everything was going to be provided for. You didn't know how. You had no way of knowing how, but you had so much evidence that that's true. So you come along to these ideas, and very few people come along to these ideas. There's only a relatively small percentage of human beings paying attention to this information. And those of you who are paying attention to them are doing exactly what you're doing. In the back of your mind, there's this idea that while this is all nice and good and it makes me feel good and it's interesting, it can't possibly be true. And if I actually let go of control, what bad things might happen to me? Now, think about that idea, what bad things could happen to you? In a reality where only what happens is for your benefit, but from that idea of benefit, you have to raise your perspective. You would say, I would not want to be in a car accident. Now, a year from now, you might look back on this car accident and say, well, I met this person or I got a new car or I saw all these people taking care of me. I saw how the system took care of me and I saw the love that was given to me by others. That experience that I survived that car accident and I looked at it without judgment I actually looked at it using the tools and these ideas that I've gained over the last year or so. I enjoyed myself much more than I would five years ago. And I was aware of my power in that moment, my power to connect and not to judge and to see things happening for me and to see things that I wouldn't have seen five years ago, to understand things in a new way, to choose a new perspective. And now looking back, it does seem that everything worked out perfectly. In fact, looking back at everything that happened in my entire life, everything worked out perfectly. So I have a choice to make. 
I can continue worrying about the future, thinking bad things could happen to me, or I suspend my belief system and say, nothing bad can happen to me. Not this car accident, not losing a limb to a lion. Nothing bad could happen to me because it will always, always be for me. I don't know exactly how, but one thing I know for sure, one thing I know for sure is that in every experience, there is something for me, not Serena the human, but the spiritual being that you are. There's some interesting thing that I can learn. And when it comes to me, I will be at such a perspective that I will be able to see it as good. And I'll have the awareness of going through it. Now, in my present state, as the version of Serena that I am today, I am not prepared for that which I fear a year from now. But I know that I am expanding every day. And as I practice these things and I process my limiting belief and I look at myself from a higher perspective in every moment and I ask myself, why? Why am I doing this? Why am I going to this? What is there for me into, into the, this conversation? I will expand and be ready for anything that happens. The version of you that exists in a year from now is completely different. You may have a few memories, but we promise you those memories will be different. You may have a one-year-older body, but we promise you that one-year-older body will feel better than your current body. We promise you that your intellect will expand, that your idea of yourself will expand, and that you'll have connection to thoughts, ideas, and awarenesses that you do not have connection to now because you are expanding to a higher perspective. You will be in a new dimension by that time. Everything is being perfectly orchestrated to guide you to a mental construct that will be much different than your current mental construct. And your soul's purpose, your reason for being here is being laid out in front of you step by step by step. You'll look back and say, okay, that car accident was interesting because I looked at it from a different perspective while I was going through it. And sure, I would dip down here and there, but that was a significant change in my perception of reality. How did that happen? Well, it happened because of everything you've done up to this point. Now, you will look at a car accident from five years ago, and if someone said, you're going to have a car accident in five years or whatever it was, you would say, I don't want to do that. I'm not even going to drive anymore. You see? So you would want to opt out of certain experiences because prior to the experience, you would think it was bad. When that experience happens, you will be fully prepared for every experience. If you are not prepared for the experience, it cannot happen. It's not possible. It might be challenging for you as you're going through it because it'll be at the brink of your perspective, but you can go through it easily, just like you did this one. You can go through everything easily with the idea that this experience is necessary for you. Otherwise, it wouldn't come. It's necessary. So you can go through any experience easily and then look back at the experience and revel in your high perspective as you went through it and see it as perfect and get more faith and more faith and more faith. The more faith you get, the smaller that voice of doubt will be. And that's how it works for everything. Thank you so much. Excellent. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. Melinda. How are you? Excellent. Great. So lately in my spiritual work, it feels like this old idea that I've had um, my entire life is kind of showing back up again. It feels like oftentimes I meet the same person, but with a different face. Oh, a theme. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I don't really, you know, work it out. They go away. And then a new person with a different face takes that place. <laughs> so um, I was wondering if you could speak about that. Is it more of a, you know, working out my energy by pulling this person to me and then releasing them properly? Or is that something I'm making up to make myself feel better? Imagine you had a very limited perspective of yourself. 
-hmm. we'll say in the realm of romantic relationship, this could be anyone. You thought you're not attractive. You wouldn't make a good mate. You don't like to do things people like to do. No one's going to like you. Now, would you say that this fictional person we just created is authentic? Is that true of who they are? Or are they making that up based in limiting beliefs? Yeah. Now, the universe, their inner self, is guiding them to understand who they are. So in this area of the life where they think they're unworthy in a relationship, it's not true. They are the most beautiful, loving, intelligent, wonderful, attractive person for who they truly are. And they're believing that they're not that. So they're going to go on a journey, step by step by step by step. They're going to have manifestation events that point out the belief system that is not true. Now, if they're not aware of what the manifestation event is designed to do, they're going to reinforce their own limitations. They're going to say, it is true, it is true, it is true. See, this is the evidence that proves it's true. Well, they attracted that person that showed them they were unworthy of a relationship. Did they consciously attract it? Would they want to attract that? No, they would want to attract Prince Charming. They would want to be loved and adored by someone else. They would love to receive love from the outside in, but this is an inside-out game. To get what they truly want, they're going to have to express love from a very high perspective. So let's imagine that they find this information and they say, well, my relationships never worked in the past, but because I was feeling unworthy of relationships, so I'm going to start to see myself from a higher perspective and process my limiting beliefs. And then they meet a new type of person. But they still have this limiting belief that that person should love them the way they believe love should come. And since they believe love should come from the outside, still at this point, they're going to get manifestation events proving to them that love can never come from the outside, that they're here to express love. And the other person has no way of actually giving them love. Okay? So they have a relationship that didn't work out and they couldn't get what they wanted from this person and they felt like a victim, but then they continue to do the work and they say, okay, now I understand that love cannot come from the outside. And I was expecting it because I'm craving someone to give me attention, someone to validate me. I'm going to give that up now. I'm going to work on myself for six months. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to process limiting beliefs. I'm going to act on lots of inspiration and I'm going to choose to only express love to myself, to receive love from my inner self, from source itself, to see how wonderful everything is, to appreciate and be grateful for everything in my life, to appreciate all the people, and to express love. Now someone has to come to reflect that perspective back. If they can actually give up needing that other person to validate their worthiness in the area of romantic relationships, they're going to have a great time. That person is going to be wonderful. It's going to be a perfect vibrational match, mm -hmm. you see? And then they can do the same thing in finances and career and spirituality and all these other things. So if any of you find that you're going through a theme, note that you're always expanding. The new person comes to show you the new perspective that you have. You attract that person not to give you love, not to give you money, not to give you validation of anything from outside, but to give you a chance to be different, mm -hmm. to choose a higher perspective on yourself, to let them off the hook, to accept them fully, not to settle for them. You may not want to be in a relationship with this person. You may have realized that, well, you're just, that person's into something else or that person came for a month for some reason. But you can use that to understand that you have expanded. It is a different person. It is a new vibration. But if you're picking up on the same theme there, you're not understanding the nuances involved, the incredible difference between that person, that actual person, and the last person. 
That person's come to show you something that exists now in this now moment. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just a mirror. That's all it is. Now, take it a step further. If you really want to get into this and realize that person is you. Mm. Just showing you, you back to you. And you're them showing them back to them. Can you imagine a dating app now where you realized and everyone else on this dating app realized that they were always connected, always, that there is no difference between all these men and all these women and you would let the whole thing sorted out randomly. You wouldn't judge anything and you wouldn't judge what they looked like or how they texted you or any of these things. You would just see them as perfect, as literally perfect, that you would never want to change one iota of them. And you would not look for them to validate you ever. And you would just go on a date, have fun, be completely fascinated with everything they said, accepted them fully, appreciated them fully, loved them fully in that first date, and then decide if you want to do something after that with 60 of them, you see? How much fun would that be? You're not wanting them to be anything for you. You're just having a good time. You don't need a future. You don't need anything out of it. You're just fascinated by how spectacular they are. And you just express love and appreciation and gratitude for them showing up in your reality that's it mm -hmm. now you think you want what you think you want but all you truly want is connection all you truly want is to express this idea of absolute acceptance of everyone and everything mm -hmm. in that you get joy in anything other than that you suppress joy so every moment with every person in any situation, any condition, literally in a car crash, you can see the person that smashed your car as perfect. You can see the ambulance driver as perfect. You can see the cop that shows up as perfect. You can see the nurse in the hospital as perfect. You can see the insurance agent as perfect. You can see all your friends who come to say hi as perfect. You can see all of them as perfect because they are all you. You are connected. There is no difference. You have a face that's unique just so you can see who's who. That's it. And when you return to non-physical, you won't even think about all this stuff of I'm me or you. That won't make sense to you. You'll understand to a degree that there is a you in there, but 90% of it will be pure connection to everyone else and no judgment whatsoever. Because why would you judge? You're trying to protect yourself from negative emotion. So say you went on a dating app, you found someone, you set up a date, and you showed up with no expectation, with no agenda, with no preferences whatsoever, with no need for them to like you or not like you, or anything for them to be different, for no hopes, for no wishes. You just came for the experience for you. I'm going to come to this date to see what's in this for me. Mm -hmm. How high can I hold my perspective? Okay. So maybe in the past, you might go to a date and you would just be, well, I hope he's nice or I hope he's good looking or I hope he has a nice job or I hope he's not married or whatever it is. And I hope that we can have fun together and blah, blah, blah. And I hope that maybe this is the one so I don't have to keep doing this again. Imagine none of that's there. You step back and you say, why am I doing this? Because I'm going to practice expressing love and acceptance to this person at such a high degree that it's going to blow my mind how loving I can be, how accepting I can be, how, how high of a perspective I can attain. You attain this high perspective, and guess what happens? The entire conditions now reflect that perspective. And you get back out of that experience a match to that perspective. Okay. Mm -hmm. He may be the most fascinating person in the world. Mm 
because of your high perspective. You elicit this out of them. You see through what no one else could see. You see who he truly is. No one else can see this because your perspective is so high. You wouldn't have seen it with a more limited perspective. You would have seen balding hair or disheveled clothes or not articulate. But because your perspective is so high, you see the best of him. It's apparent and obvious to you. And none of the self-doubt is with you anymore because you've dropped your attachment to outcomes and ideals. And you're just going for an experience that has no meaning. So there's no judgment. So you're the best version of you. You see the best version of him. You see the best version of the restaurant and the waiters and the cooks and everyone in there and all the customers. You see the truth in this situation. Everyone else now has to match your vibration or leave. And so they will be the best of themselves as well, because you see it, you see, mm-hmm. now you go into the same situation, you go, well, but you, I don't really feel good. I really shouldn't even be here. This is going to turn out the way it always does. It's, uh, it's going to be boring. I'm going to have to waste money. You know, blah, blah, blah. And you get that because that's your perspective. You have to get a match to whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So going forward, You have an experience, you've noticed a theme or part of a theme, Mm -hmm. and then you go into yourself, why did I notice this theme? Because there's a belief system there that maybe someone needs to give me love or someone needs to do this or someone needs to be different than they are for me to like them or I need to be different than I am. There's some limitation there, some mental construct that's limiting in there. All you have to do now is realize That if I raise my perspective, if I understand that it's all for me, that if I understand it's all for me, if the person is lousy, it's showing me something in me. It's showing me some limitations that I perceive are true in me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try and control this. I'm going to take notice that I'm seeing myself in this situation as a little victim-y, and I'm going to go into it now in pure love and neutrality. I'm going to go in a situation and every situation is for me to understand how I'm being and what vibration I'm giving off, what perspective I'm choosing. That perspective gets you access to thoughts and ideas and actions that resonate with that perspective. A limited perspective, limited thoughts, limited ideas, limited actions. A lot of urges, a lot of manifestation events. Higher perspective, think about those quality thoughts, those quality actions, those quality words, those quality decisions and choices. You always just want to raise that perspective in every area. Anything that you feel negative emotion towards is simply showing you a perspective that is not true. That's the limitation in all this. That's caused by the doubt. That's caused by the fear. That's caused by the, by the need to separate yourself to protect yourself. If you had the same perspective as, as your inner self, you would literally not waver in anything. You would know the truth in anything. You would never protect yourself, but you would never want anything to be different than it is in the moment. You would take the information as it's coming to you, absorb that, and then maintain that perspective and say, oh, I get it now. I get why this was for me. So that's all this is. is a game of perspective. Your perspective is increasing every day. All of you are doing a phenomenal job at maintaining this higher perspective within this doubt that's pervasive within this environment and in your core set of beliefs. Yet you are breaking free of this by choosing the higher perspective, choosing to believe that you are the creator, choosing to believe that you're guided every moment, choosing to believe that you're eternal, choosing to believe that you need nothing from the outside, choosing to believe that your reality is generated from the inside out, choosing to understand your belief system and your mental construct, choosing to express love, appreciation, gratitude. Just by doing that, you raise your perspective. From that higher perspective, everything is nicer. Thank you so much. Excellent.
Who's next? Um, I have a question. Shannon. That I've been wondering about. Hi. Um, okay, so you talk about how we choose to come here. We pick our parents, our time of birth, our name, all this stuff. So, um, you know, to, to explore different aspects of reality. Um, three and a half years ago, my son took his own life. Well, on my healing journey, I learned a lot about soul planning, which goes right into what you're saying. We, we choose to come here and have experiences for our exploration. Well, on this journey, the one thing I've learned is suicide is not a planned exit point. That we don't, you know, we could plan cancer or a car accident, etc. But for me, there was times in my son's life that I thought, what if he took his life? He never threatened suicide or had typical symptoms that you'd think about, but it crossed my mind. I'd stay up late talking to him, thinking, I'm tired, but what if he wasn't here? I want to talk to him. Well, I had a reading in October with the medium, and she said, oh, absolutely, suicide is a planned exit point, when all my other teachings say, oh, no, that's not planned. Can you clarify that? The teachings that would say suicide is not planned is based in fear and control. Okay. The only reason you would ever say that something is not the way it should be is fear and control. Everything is perfect. There are no accidents. There are no coincidences. Okay. Now, did you choose your child's name or did your child choose his name? Well, I thought I chose it, but you're okay. saying he did. Well, where did you, what, what's his name? Trevor. Where did you get the inspiration to name Trevor? I, you know what? I'm not sure. Just sounded like a good guy name that wasn't totally typical, but exactly. not real unusual. So Trevor sent you that name because okay. that name would mean something. Did you choose the time and date of his birth? I didn't think so because he was an accident. <laughs> so here we so, go. It's interesting. You could carry a child for nine-ish months but you never know exactly the minute he's, they're going to come out. Right. They're going to come out when they are a perfect match to physical reality. That's the instant they're born. It can't be any different. You could say, oh, well, I had a C-section. Doctor came in. He only had this amount of time. And he came in and did the C-section. And that's what it was for. No, the entire thing is orchestrated. There are no accidents, no coincidences. To say that someone died by accident or not part of the plan would be to say, well, everything else is planned and everything else is coordinated perfectly by the universe that is perfect. This one thing would be wrong. No, it's all suicide, no matter how you choose to exit physical reality. If you choose to linger in resistance to it, there's a reason for that as well. It's part of what you'll learn here in physical reality. If you get hit by a bus, that's the way out for you. That might be an exciting way out or interesting way out or a quick way out or whatever it is, a painless way out. And suicide in what we would say has many, 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 many layers to it. But generally speak, if there is a way to get someone on a spiritual journey, this is one way to do it. And so in prior to your birth, your son and you said, okay, well, I'll come in as your son this time, but I'm, but if you're not on your spiritual journey or or if there's not these setup things going, then I'm going to exit at that time. Or I'm going to exit at this time, and this will launch you on your spiritual journey or on whatever it is your soul's path would be. In your case, it is the spiritual journey. You as a human would say, well, if I had done things differently, this would not happen. And we want to, all of you to know that every single thing that's ever happened, every choice, every decision, every action you've ever taken prior to this moment in time was always going to happen was the only thing that could happen. There was no other possibility. The thought that you had, well, maybe I should read to him because who knows where he's going to be. That was preparation for this. So you were prepared for this. You might've said, Oh, I had no idea and I'm prepared, but 
coming in, you had this mental construct that would allow for this to happen without complete collapse. No matter what anyone's going through, they are prepared for whatever that is. That is their journey. They're led step by step by step. Everything's orchestrated perfectly. While there are probabilities and possibilities, what has happened was always going to happen. This is how you have to think about anything's happened in the past. Going forward, you have a choice to make. You have a choice to reconcile with everything's happened in the past as perfect or imperfect, up to you. If you say it was imperfect and I should have done something different or they should have done something differently, then you are distracted by an illusion of disconnection. It may align with your belief system. It may align with your desire to control, your belief that things could have happened differently to give you a better life. That's not true. It's incorrect, inaccurate. It happened perfectly for you specifically, for everyone involved specifically. It happened perfectly for everyone. Going forward, your choices are wish it was different or accept it as perfect. The tricky thing here is if you accept it as perfect, you open yourself up to the possibility of something else bad happening. If you accept that was perfect, then you're going to accept the suicide of every single one of the people you know. And you wouldn't want to go through that again and again and again and again. So in order to control your future, you try to not accept your past. But that's not the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is this event was orchestrated perfectly for you and for everyone else. And if you can see how you're expanding to a new perception of reality, now with this new perception of reality, where you say there is no death, there is no separation, there is nothing imperfect whatsoever, and that you have not lost anyone, that your son is with you in that room right now sitting next to you, and that you can connect to them at any time. The reason you don't connect to them is because you're thinking things could have been different. So that's fear. The fear is blocking the connection, not just to your son, but to everyone else in your life, to source, to your inner self, to all your natural spiritual abilities. The fear is blocking everything. Why do you have the fear? Because you want to control what you perceive as a bad event from ever happening again, because it was painful. But the pain came because of your inaccurate perception of reality. That's why you felt pain. If you had the perspective of your inner self and your child committed suicide, you would understand it. You would know what's happening. There would be no negative emotion because you had an accurate perception of reality. The only time you feel negative emotion is when you have an inaccurate perception of reality, when you feel like a victim, like something happened to you. If you understood how this whole system works, you would realize that all death is suicide, that nobody needs to stay for any longer than they stay, that their life was perfect and full and complete. They wouldn't return to non-physical that wasn't complete. Everyone returns to non-physical when their life is complete, whether that's a day or a hundred years, it doesn't matter. And that lifetime, whether it's one day, is as full as a hundred years. The one-day experience is full of experience, just like the 100-year experience is. There is no imperfection in the system whatsoever. For you to go where you want to go, this event was orchestrated so that you could say, this pain is so intense, I need to discover something else. And so you discovered this information, other information. You talked to mediums and you were given the impetus to find out what's really happening here. So now you found out that it was perfect. He lived a full life. He did exactly what he intended to do for you. You did everything he needed as well for him. He got everything he wanted out of this life. You will get everything you want out of this life as well. But how you go about your day, day to day, is 
either thinking that was imperfect and worrying about something like that happening in the future and then not feeling joy because that's all fear, or you understand that everything was done perfectly and everything will always be done perfectly and you'll be prepared for everything that you go through. Every experience that you're going to have, you're going to have. You can look at it from a higher perspective and have the experiences in pure joy. Or you can think of yourself as a victim and have all the experiences in suffering. When you return the non-physical, you'll realize it was a perfect life. And that part of that life was as perfect as any other part. And you will have no more negative emotion about it. The key here is if you can get to a place of reduced negative emotion or even acceptance of it, you'll be able to connect to your son. You'll be able to connect to your spiritual gifts. You'll be able to connect to your inner self. You'll be able to connect to your soul's purpose. You'll be able to raise that perspective and live in more joy, more joy, more joy, more joy as you expand in this life experience. That's what you truly wanted. And that's what your son did for you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do have accepted this and I do have connection with him. So it's I'm okay on that part. I was just really curious about suicide and being told, well, that's not a planned exit point. Your soul does that. They're going to come back and relive these same things because they weren't supposed to kill themselves. But you're saying that that's based in fear and control. Even mediums aren't necessarily aware well, look, we at, look at the filter by which it comes in. The filter could be a person who's generally not understanding this information and in fear. A channel is generally giving a more clear perspective without interjecting too much fear. So you can look at a lot of mediums. They are just normal people who have a gift but they're interpreting or perceiving things through a filter of fear. And because they think suicide's bad or they think death is bad or they're worried about things happening, then the message comes in slightly different than it would if it was clear. Right. I see. Now, the reason you asked this question is because while you have come to acceptance and while you don't need to know any of this stuff, this question will literally help millions of people. And that's why you were inspired to ask this question by your son. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he probably did help me with this. Thank you so much. That, that really helps a lot. Thank Excellent. You. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silliest question in the history of the world? This better be sillier than Andrea's question last week. I'll go. Excellent. Sure. Uh Hi. So this is about connection. I have twins and I just was wondering if you could share a little bit about why twins choose to come together. Are they identical twins? No. Okay. So wouldn't it be nice to come in with a friend? Wouldn't it be nice to have someone there going through all these experiences? Well, some entities think that that's fun. They don't want to wait until they meet someone and fall in love and get married. They don't want to meet, wait until they have their own children. They come in together and they can share this experience together. Now, what's interesting in this is that they will tend to have a similar perception of reality as young children and tend to adopt a similar mental construct, especially if they're identical twins, you see? They will not necessarily need to listen to their parents or teachers because they have someone so close to them and they can bounce stuff off of them and they can accept each other. They can create this little bubble of acceptance of each other that mitigates a lot of the overall limiting beliefs that are coming in. So imagine if you have you as their mother who is aware of basic principles of the universe and who's studying higher perspectives. And they say, wouldn't it be fun to come in together and have Shara as her mother? And then we can bounce back our ideas and maybe, maybe she'll say stuff and we can start to remember who we are. Or we won't forget who we are so quickly. And we will have each other throughout our entire lives together. 
So this agreement comes in just like any other relationship agreement, but there is a <clears throat> benefit of a belief structure that comes in. They get to adopt a very similar belief structure, and then they get to see each other in each other really quickly as the belief structure goes forward. It's primarily, like everything else, for joy. It's for fun. Let's go ahead and do this thing, fun thing together. And so two consciousnesses who create a agreement together, and maybe one will have different spirit guides and one will choose similar spirit guides, or they'll have a connecting spirit guide, and they might have different life paths or different soul's purposes, but they said, let's just do it together. And does that wait to meet later on or to happen by chance? Let's just make sure this is going to happen. And so they come in and they get to play all way through together. And they could... <clears throat> They could fight, they could argue, they could rattle each other's cages, they could wish each other's different, they could, or they could be completely in love and, and not be separated, depending on what they choose. But the whole idea is it's fun. Now, as long as other people don't think their relationship is wrong, they're going to get exactly what they need at a very young age. And then they can go on their own paths. If someone interjects and says, this relationship, you shouldn't be fighting, or you should wear different clothes, or you should wear the same clothes, or whatever it is. If they get into that relationship, then they're going to be tied together for a little longer. And they're going to be their own little team. You see? Now, imagine creating a bubble of love within the family that says, you two are perfect. You two do not have to be different than each other. You do not have to be different than who you are. You do not have to be the same. You are accepted in this family perfectly. You may have similar names because it's funny, but you chose those names, whatever it was. And you get to watch them and not change them, but maybe interject a little of your perspective to help them along. But most importantly, you allow them to have their manifestation events. Now, here's what's going to happen. They are connected so much that they will either really accept each other or really wish each other was, was different than they are. When one of them has a manifestation event, the other one is either going to comfort them completely or wish they didn't have the manifestation event try and protect them. That's the dichotomy of the twins or of very close siblings, same size sort of thing, but more often in twins. They will often tend to be a team to protect each other. And this will delay the manifestation events. They might choose to do the same activities together, go to the same classes together, always be together. This is what they chose that in your eyes may or may not be healthy. In a teacher's eyes, they may say, oh no, we should put them in different classes to get them. But they came to do whatever they came to do together. And so it's this connection in this dyad that they've created for themselves, that they get to experience this life bouncing off each other. And however they chose to do it is the perfect way for them. Doesn't matter what society says, doesn't matter what you think, doesn't matter what the teachers thinks, doesn't matter how they want to do it. They came to figure it out for themselves. Okay, I love that. That's super helpful. It's very interesting to see the dynamics. And they, at school, the teachers say, you would never know they're twins, but they're so similar with all the perceived like quirky stuff and highly advanced intellectually perceived. It's very interesting. Um, so thank you. <laughs> Excellent. This has been a wonderful conversation with Leading Edge Thinkers. Raise your perspective. You had to have a high perspective to be on this call or to listen to this call at a later date. You're already at a high perspective. Everything is working out perfectly. You're being guided every step of the way. This is where you intended to be. Get as much as you can out of this. Think from the highest perspective you can. And remember is for one purpose and one purpose only, expansion in joy. And with that, we are complete.
Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, everyone. Thank Have a wonderful weekend. That was a fascinating episode. <laughs> I like that last question about twins. That was really interesting. Um, so we're going to be doing a new boot camp in January. Uh, if you'd like more information on that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. We'll also start the Ascension Experience courses then as well. We're sort of taking a break uh, during Christmas, and we'll get back uh, in the swing of things in January. Uh, but until then, there's a lot of stuff on the website. There's a seven-day course that will really uh, – it's it will really um, – you know, it gives you the manifestation event form, gives you a daily spiritual practice, gives you some ideas, uh, and all, all the meditations are in that too. So that might be a really great way to keep yourself uh, on the right track during Christmas and the new year and all that stuff. And then we'll start again in early January. Uh, you can go to the teachings of joshua.com and everything is right there. Well, thanks again for being here and I'll see you soon.